Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your hosts A-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out there in the Twitter sphere. Welcome to episode number 80 of Straight Out of Gotham, the Wayne Cabret episode for all you uh, Jet fans. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on BOF by clicking the podcast dropdown. And there's just uh, various selections of great content. Raimi Review, uh, Gotham Outsiders, Batman Book Club, ELTD. I've got two shows on there. Check that out. Uh, lots of good stuff. But before we get to the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to uh, rate and review the show, Straight Out of Gotham Apple Podcasts, and we read your review and air, you just entered and won our monthly contest. So get that in, um, and uh, we will mail you a special prize pack. I am Peter M. Vera, senior contributor to Batman on Film, and we're recording on June 18th, 2022. Now, let me introduce my partner in crime. The man who won the 1965 Suffolk County Fair corn dog eating contest with a whopping 56 and three quarters corn dogs in four and a half minutes. A fellow Batman on film contributor. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest man to ever step foot on Long Island, Eric Holzman. <laughs> 1965, huh? Okay. Uh <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, it's only 11 years before I was even born, but hey, I guess in the, we're in the multiverse. I'm sorry. You act like you haven't time traveled before. We're in the multiverse. I know. It's my fault. I should know. Well, some people aren't in this verse. <laughs> Who knows where they are? They're deleting their Instagram after cryptic messages, invading authorities. You know what's crazy? I haven't had a corn dog in the, I couldn't even tell you how long. Justin Kowalski loves corn dogs. I like them too, but I. It's something that I'd never make for myself. And then when I go places, like the only place I know that ha even has them is Nathan's, unless you go somewhere else um, mm -hmm. where they make them. I don't even know. So I, well, that sounds you're, good. Uh, you're quite the uh, culinary expert. Why don't you make your own corn dog? I could actually. That's not I'm really sure you have a deep fryer. I do. Yeah. I can even, maybe even at the air fryer. Maybe I can even do it with that. How are you going to do Oh, I guess you would, I guess would, could you put it on a stick in an air fryer? Doesn't the air fryer have to close? Yeah. You could put, you could still put it on the stick. Okay. Put it in the air fryer. It's not going to burn the wood in there. It's just, it just circulates the air in the, in the container. So mm. that's all it would do. It might, I would have to put it on something though, so that it doesn't leak through, but the, the batter doesn't leak through, but all right, I'd give it a try. If I anyone expect... out there has made a corn dog in the air fryer, let me know. Let me know how it is. Uh, I would love to hear that too. And I fully expect pictures in the SOG Facebook group as well as what hot sauce you used. Oh, I still haven't used my sauces that I told you. But I got the one in the my sister got me the big box. Mm -hmm. I start using them. Um. But I don't know why you pick on my hot sauce poll. Hot sauce is awesome. I, I love hot sauce. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I just want to know what the people out there who listen to us are into. That's, That's all. Fine. That's fine. It's just a good way to, to bring up, bring engagement, get people involved. So, 
nothing like a conversation about Franks and of course, <laughs> especially, especially, especially right going. now it's summertime. I mean, <clears throat> you know, summertime's coming. This is like for you grilling season. You should mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff you share with us, Pete, with your food. You should put on the in the Facebook page, the group. No, there's no. There, oh, you me? I we canceled in twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? We have a high bunch of vegan fans or vegetarian fans. There's some, there's some veg, there's some veggies out there that don't like what I do. You know, they're like, oh, cheeseburger, devil. But, like, dude, but no, but we all want to see it. That's awesome. So you know what? Smoke some veggies and tell us how that comes out. <sighs> that is like so. <laughs> I have chicken that I'm ready to cook today. I'm gonna cook chicken in the smoker. It's the frosting. Seriously, I'm sure it would taste good. Smoke like a a tomato or... Smoke tomato. Corn. Have you ever done corn? No. That's good, I heard. I heard corn and smoker is good. All right. Okay. So I've never done it, but I've heard it's fantastic. So, But if you like that flavor, it's probably good on anything. You like that smoky flavor, it's probably... Yeah. It's great on ribs. Oh yes, that is the one, that is the one staple ribs, smoked ribs, brisket. I smoked a, I smoked a cheeseburger the other day. It was a little bit more well done than I wanted because I'm just kind of messing around with it, but it was really good. How long did you do it for? I put it in there for like forty minutes, fifty, maybe an hour. So you think if you did like twenty five, no, been? I think I think it was in there for more of an hour. So I think if I did it for maybe like forty five. I gotta see. I didn't put the thermometer in there. I I tried to eyeball it, and that didn't work out the best way. But that's the best part about it is like I get to try it again. <laughs> so that's always the best. Part, yeah. when Especially I figure it out. Yeah, when you're talking about money. that kind of stuff. Oh, damn! Got to try again. Money, dude. So it's awesome. All right, so Pete, what else is going on, man? What have you been up to? Um, working, twerking. Oh boy. Anything. Don't put that up in the group. No one wants to, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see those videos. No one wants to see them. Uh, they, hey, it worked for Nicki Minaj. No, it was it Cardi B? It worked for Cardi B. Wrong That's girl. true. That's true. Okay. Speaking of Cardi B, if you if you guys have Netflix, which I'm sure everyone does, but um, go to the David Letterman interview show that he does with Cardi B. It is. I didn't know that was there. Yes, it is a very interesting interview. Uh, she's a very interesting person she fascinates me everything from just how she grew up to her fingernails like she's absolutely fascinating to me yeah her story is fascinating if you don't know it most people do but the way she explains it too and just how the how raw she is i guess as a person it comes through in this interview and having david letter in there so bronx yes i believe she's from the bronx yes she is i was like she is like that is like that is the bronx (laughs) Yes, it's BX one up. Like, yes, she is. <laughs> she is very much. I wonder if she's a big Yankee fan. I feel like you got to be a Yankee fan living in the Bronx. Everyone like, there's no Mets fans living in the Bronx, right? No Met fan would ever live in the Bronx, would they? It's I New would, York City. You can live anywhere, but I would say if they are, they probably don't vocalize it. <laughs> I bet you they do this year. They're just as good. That's true. That's a very good point. They're both, very good this year. Both New York teams are playing and, very well. And the Metsies don't even have their best two pitchers yet. I know. That's the crazy part. A little scary how good they might become. But all I That's know funny. is the Yankees pitchers just keep surprising me. So I don't care about them. I got Joey Gallo. Keep doing and it. And Aaron Hicks. Huh. Championship. <laughs> yeah, but it's not hurting them. 
You're right. It's not. That's why they're going to win a chip. So, yeah, it's crazy when you think. Well, about it's it. probably because of Jose Jorginho. I love Jose Jorginho. Nestor Cortez has been amazing. It's been fun watching them. It's All like, right. It has been. It's been a very. I turned on the game yesterday and they were down one nothing to Toronto. And I was like, oh, wow. They're actually losing. <laughs> like the blink of an eye. They're like just beating the ball everywhere. There's three home runs. Rizzo's hitting a grand slam. And I'm like, whoa. Yes, they <laughs> they, they beat them. the crap out of Toronto yesterday. We'll see what happens today. But I was like, wow. And that's uh, that's interesting because Toronto really had their number yep. early on in the year and last year. Yeah. So that and was... while they were in Buffalo. <laughs> so. so that's been fun though. That so far – for our sports for for baseball season it's been a lot of fun in this area especially if you listen to sports talk radio because both teams are doing well and then mm-hmm. you have the the people who complain anyway <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is always fun always fun to listen to those people yeah. but um they're like, it's, they're like the yankee fan that complains right now is like the dc fan complaining about a green lantern show <laughs> that's what it's like it's like there's Tons of great things out there, dude. <laughs> it's stuff to complain right now. It's true, and it, the with the Yankees though, it's crazy as well because they. Everyone was worried before the season about the pitching. Do they have enough of it? And that's I want to see what happens been, in October. October is a different animal, you know. That's probably been their strongest, their most consistent if, thing. Let's see if these arms hold up. It's a long season. It's still right? earlier. Right? They still got to throw a lot of innings. Yep, it's the long season. There's a lot of baseball to be played, and uh, you don't know who gets hot or what the trade deadline does. You know, yeah, I don't know. Would I even? Would the Yankees even do anything? I don't even know. It's not even about the Yankees. It's like, what if Houston goes out? I mean, Houston's. We know the Astros are not afraid to add arms. Well, that's true. Verlander, Grinky, they're down. It seems like they're down a little bit. Framber's having a good year. Uh, The guy with the oh man, with the Jerry Cross, forgot his name. He's having. He's pitching well, but. You know, like Houston's still there, man. And how's uh, your you know, fantasy baseball team? Are, are, is, is it? They're doing good. They're doing good. Rizzo's grand, grand Slam actually hurt me last night, but <laughs> the Yankees come first. That's true. Even when, even with fantasy football, I say the same thing. That's why I only, I only play one league. People think I'm crazy. Can I only do one league? No, a sport. Because like I did two baseball leagues one year. One was a head-to-head. The other was a roto. But I had like none of the same players. Obviously, so bad. But it's like I'm rooting against myself for myself. So I was like, you know what? I just I picked a I pick a league and uh, I stick with it, and hopefully it's a good group. And if not, you move on. But I've been very fortunate. I've been in a baseball league for about I don't know fifteen years now. So I don't think I'm going anywhere. But it's a, it's a good league, and we got a good. It's family, and it's run well. And cousin and Uncle Vinny are crazy, but that's all we got really worry about. All right, guys, so we're going to get into it now. We are going to get into the news. The muse? <laughs> it's news. He says news. news? We're going to get into Oh, the Uxus. Yes. Let's get into the Uxus. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and it seems, like, it seems like we can't do a show lately without talking about, of course, Ezra Miller. Well, it's funny. We read his his Instagram story on uh, our sh- last show. You did, yes. When he was uh, in a different universe, remember? And now apparently he's completely gone from everywhere. <laughs> Dude, the stories just get weirder and weirder. And well, what, what's the latest? 
Well, he first. What do they got here? Something about a bulletproof vest, a twelve-year-old. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a there was a restraining order placed on him from a mother and a daughter because yes, he they said he was trying to um, up in Mass. Yes, up in Massachusetts because he's trying to coerce her and take her and I mean. <sighs> I can't even imagine it. That's why I just laugh. And I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny. But this is just goes on top of the other story with the which we talked about last time about mm-hmm. the, the parents who filed. From Dakota, North yes, Dakota. For uh, her name is he yeah. met like a pipeline rally or protest or something. It was very interesting. Um, yes. Wow, Ezra's really uh, getting out there. Um it's one thing to get into like a drunk altercation at a bar, you know, to an extent it's almost excusable. Like, all right, I had a few too many, maybe, had, you know, I don't know, whatever, but you carried on. So you kind of like, all right, whatever. But these things have been getting, these stories, these allegations have been getting stranger and stranger. Um, yep. Deadline put out an article. Yes. Uh, last night. Uh, on Friday, the 17th. It's on our socials, so if you want to read it, go check it out. Uh, Zaslav and his first crisis, um, which is fitting for DC. Um, but can't. it seems like, according to that article, they're going to cut bait. Just that's it. You know, it said, hey, look, like he's got nothing else in the pipeline. They're not going to want to work with him after this movie, and that's that. Yeah. And it listed the options that everyone's mentioned, theatrical, HBO Max, what can you do, rely heavily on Keaton. Yep. Like don't have just, him on the press tour. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is everything everyone said. And we've all said – I think everyone said the same thing at some point, like, you know, just at different times of these uh, situations. And to be honest, whatever they do, they do. Uh, I just want to see the movie. Um I kind of figured Ezra was done a long time ago. <laughs> you yep. know, I was surprised after Iceland he wasn't he wasn't done. Um, but you know, these jobs are a privilege, and some people I think need to learn the hard way what it means to earn your keep. And it kind of I feel like Ezra kind of let things slip through his fingers. You know, you could you could have been on top of the world, and instead you went through I don't know what. You know uh, what sort of issues, and the article said, as many people said as well, Warner Brothers just tried to get him help, and yep. he's kind of refused. Which I've said, if he, you could try, but if he refuses, you're not going anywhere. Like I've said that. Check check the records. You want those receipts? They're there, kids. Um, you know, I've been saying that since day one, and it seems that's the direction that he's wanting to go, and uh, he will suffer the consequences. And he will not have his fantastic acting job anymore. And, uh, you know, whatever. They recast the role. However, create now, now actually, is where we get to find out how creative Andy Muccietti is. Because on top of this ultra-creative story you had to make, you've got to recast your actor for the next movie. Which is probably best for Andy, to be honest, because he gets to cast his guy. Yep. You know, right. he was able to cast Sasha Kaye. That's that's obviously his casting. Uh, Keaton is, you know, kind of an, he's he's handcuffed there, but it's Keaton, so it's like just the option to bring him back was probably more than enough. And Ezra Snyder's guy, so well, the know, star, it, right? He gets to cast the star this time. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah, he just you know, and I, it, one would, I've heard people argue that Keaton's the star of the movie, so it's interesting. But we'll see what happens. Like, we don't know what this movie's even really about. We've heard Ezra is just a big part of it, not just because he plays one role, but because he plays multiple roles. Yeah. And that's a big part of why they can't reshoot the movie. And I just think, you know, 
it's you're still too close to Justice League to be considered reshooting all movie in that small time frame. So no, that was never going to happen. The people who thought that that could happen that was this movie's been in the bag for months now. Um, it's done. They're just doing special effects and cleaning it up because of COVID. If it wasn't for that, we would be getting it at the end of this year. So I mean, yeah. This 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 story is just sad. Period. Because it's I just because it's it's you're watching the downfall of a human being. Yeah, and he's a talent from the acting's perspective. He's a talented guy. Like he he's I've seen him in other things. He can, he can do. Oh, he could he could have had a really good career. Uh, and I just now I can't see how that happens unless he does get help because everyone likes a comeback story. So unless he does get the help he needs and in a few years he comes back. But this particular role, this particular character, he's yeah, we it even got leaked. Who knows? Like maybe we don't even get a flash to. Maybe this is a non issue. What if the movie stinks? Honestly, what if the movie's a dud? Does anyone even care? Right. Like, if the movie's horrible, no one's gonna care about this. The other but the other side of it is what if it's great and he's great in it? Like that's the other side of the story. So I'm I cool with, with whatever they do. I just, it, it's just like, I don't. I'm tired of seeing this guy's name pop up for bad things. That's yeah. That's the bottom line for me too. I'm just kind of at the point now where I'm like, I don't. I don't even want to read anything about him. I see his name pop up, but I just like to kind of circle back to the Yankees. You remember when A Rod was a Yankee? How like every time A Rod's name was in any story, it was anything but baseball. Yeah, especially That's what every metal feels like. It, like anytime I see his name, it's anything but the flash. I know. <laughs> or like I don't know, he could be on a TV show right now. It's anything but it's like and the fact that he's also gone into hiding, like what is he doing? I know. Wouldn't you want to get this over with? <laughs> Needs help. He just does. And and you're right. He has to be willing to accept the help. So and that's anyone with any kind of addiction problem. If you're not willing to accept help or look, you know, help yourself, then it doesn't matter. Uh, but along with this story, now remember when there was a kind of up in the air what was going on with the Flash? Nobody knew if the movie was going to happen. Yeah, it leaked that Grant Morrison actually had and Ezra Miller were working on a script together, and they were supposed to both they were going to pitch their story. Then this story, I guess that that finally got made was being pitched, and then Warner Brothers was going to choose. Mm-hmm. Well, it's crazy. The story came out that um, Grant Morrison they only had two weeks. <laughs> They only had two weeks. So this is what this is what uh, Morrison said. Well, there had been a few versions. As far as I remember, Ezra just wasn't quite happy with what they were getting at the time. And Ezra had a lot of ideas. They came to me with a book of ideas. And then we worked together. It was really just the two of us. They came over here to Scotland and hung out. We wrote this thing. I really liked it. Warner Brothers only gave us two weeks. It was cruelty, you know. It was hardcore. We had to be like the Flash to get this thing done, and they were looking for something quite different. I got paid, and it was good fun. It didn't do the job they were looking for, which was to franchise things and set things up and bring other characters in. It was a Flash story, so it wasn't where they wanted to go with the multiverse and stuff, and that was the end of it. So See, that thing even makes me more upset because it's like Ezra clearly had a lot of pull. They were letting him shop the movie, talk yeah. to writers. Like I, I know he only got two weeks, but it was like in my head, was like, hey, go talk to David Ayer. How much time they give him? You know, like he, he obviously you guys got a lot less, but you know the fact that he even says it's a Flash movie, which means that was really cool. That's kind of what I've been saying. Like, oh, I wish we were getting like a true blue Flash mill film, but you know, the multiverse and the Flash go hand in hand. So it's, it, they're not far off. Um, but yeah, like, and, and again, we keep telling people, you've told people, uh, you know, the Flash is going to kind of reset things and, 
I feel like that's what Morrison confirmed here. Like, you know, I wrote more of a solo superhero movie. They wanted more of this kind of grand scheme where this goes, who they're introducing. He, introducing characters, you know, we know Keaton's in Batgirl. So I guess that means that's further confirmation. Keaton's here to stay. And, uh, you know, for the kind of first time, Sasha Kaye can be kind of, I guess you can really look at her as maybe a long-term plan. Yeah, I'm 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 assuming that's going to be the deal after this movie uh, that the characters that are introduced are going to be developed further along and with um Zaslav's push, I guess, push for more films, we're probably going to get those ones. Uh so we'll and see. He seems what... to want them on the silver screen and not on HBO Max. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but that was just a very interesting. It was cool to finally get some insight because I I remember hearing that Morrison was him and Miller were working on something, and I just never knew what came of it. So it was cool to kind of get some of information. Well, they gave it to Muccietti. Yeah, what kind of broke down and how that happened, but it was a uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing, man. Two weeks. That's amazing that they came. They put something together. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how I mean, it takes pretty much. They had they had thirteen days. It took them a day to fly to Scotland. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. So they had less than two weeks, if you ask me. Yep, it's probably more like ten ten days. But man, I, that's I just these people amaze me. Their creative minds amaze me. Well, I'm sure Morrison was all hopped up on caffeine and LSD. He's notorious. <laughs> I don't know. I like a lot of his stuff, so I'm not gonna. It's so far out there. I it don't is. think uh, it his. It it's funny because actually his run on the Flash. It's not his longest work, but it's the most ungrant Morrison thing I've ever read in my life because it's not confusing at all. It's so straightforward, <laughs> and I don't know what that has to do with. I think it was he was writing with Wade, but it is my favorite Grant Morrison thing ever, and it's so just like clear maybe, and clean. Maybe he was sober. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. but. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. I mean, it would be cool to get some details about what he actually wrote next. Like, what exactly was the story about? Uh, that would be cool to see. But maybe he'll write a comic again one day. Yeah, uh, the Flash. What would have been the movie? <laughs> the, the the Morrison cut. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go. Let's not go down that road again. So another cool bit of information came out in the DC world uh, in, on the animation side, which uh, the concept for this thing sounds really cool. Uh, HBO Max orders an animated feature set of Batman as Tekka. Um, and here's a little synopsis of what it is. In the time of the Aztec Empire, Yohali Coatl, a young Aztec boy, experiences tragedy when his father and village leader, Toltec, I can't say it. <laughs> His father is murdered by Spanish conquistadors. Yohali escapes to Tenochtitlan to work to warn King Moctezuma and his high priestess, high priest Yoka, of imminent danger. Using the temple of T- Zinakan, the Bat God, as a lair, Yohali trains with his mentor and assistant. Ak- wow, these these names are tough. Akatsin. That's why you're reading it. Yes, Akatsin, develop, developing equipment and weaponry to confront the Spaniard invasion, protect Moctezuma's temple, and avenge his father's death. So it's similar to the Batman story, right? Like, a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of this? This is just really interesting to me. I, this sounds phenomenal. I really right? love, like, Aztecs and, like, all that, the, 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 like, old ancient culture stuff. So I'm really into this. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what it's like. The bat suit for the image they released was very interesting. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm yeah. just excited. Like, this is really cool to me. Yeah, it's got, it's, 
it's got obviously the Aztec, um, you know, the traditional yellow, mm-hmm. black, and red. Um, the bat symbol is pretty cool, though. I like yeah. actually like how that looks. And he's wearing this mask that it kind of looks like a um, God. What's the a gargoyle? Like the head, yeah. like a gargoyle than an actual. It was. Bat. It was. It was out there. It was interesting. So I'm. I'm. I'm call you know. Call me intrigued. Yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued. Uh, Juan Meza Leon, who do, who directs some Harley Quinn, which is the the animated show, is directing mm. this. So that's a good sign too, right? The show that Harley Quinn is so good. We're getting another director who who's doing this one. But I'm really really I'm interested in this. Yeah, I'm really interested in this. I wanna I wanna see it's, it. It's just a fresh idea. It reminds me of like. Uh, just kind of like Soul of the Dragon, you know. It's just you know, just these kind of like cultural adventures that are going on in the mm-hmm. animated world, and uh, it, it's it's a nice little like uh, fresh thing to see. Yeah, it is, I, guys. If you if you know the article, obviously you have the article up on the on the on Twitter and on Facebook, so you can check it there. But if you guys get a look at the, I'm sure if you've seen the picture, let us know what you think about that uh the the bat suit because it looks to me it's very cool i like it so we will see but uh, yeah um, does we have a release date i don't think we do yet so no it doesn't have a release date on when to look for this thing so but uh we will keep you guys posted when it, when we get news that when it's coming we'll let you guys know all right another controversial story in the past couple of years now i would say even though the trial just ended was the amber heard Johnny Depp trial, um, defamation suit, whatever it was. And uh, there had been a lot of mixed reports that Amber Heard had been fired from Aquaman 2, that she was, you know, after what happened, they kicked her out. And her representation came and said, no, that is not true. A spokesperson for Heard said, the rumor mill continues as as it has from day one, inaccurate, insensitive, and slightly insane. Uh, So... Pete, when you, I mean, she obviously was a huge part of the first film. So when you heard that she was going to be taken out, what did you? What was your reaction? Did you care? Uh, I was bummed when I heard she got cut because it's like, oh man, I hope I know the film's done. So it's like, man, you know, it's Mara. Mara's a big part of Aquaman, so it's like that's not something you reshoot, right? Because you imagine she's in quite a few scenes, and then you're like, does this ruin? Does it compromise the story at all? Like, you know, she was a big part of the first one, and like I said, just she just is. She's she's Mara. She's uh, she, you know, she's had her own title for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. The character is uh, is a big enough deal. Um, so you, it's all about for me. Well, how's the movie going to be? You know, like, does is this something you can reshoot with a different actress? I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I, I haven't seen the film. I don't know anything about it, really. But <clears throat> during the trial, Hamada called it, you know, a quote-unquote buddy comedy with Orm and Arthur. So maybe Mara's not in the movie a whole lot. Right. Right? So maybe that's why it's not a big deal. Um, you know, I, I forget, like, have... I don't know where she's billed. Like I haven't seen it. Is she on a poster somewhere? Is there a poster? I don't even remember everything. So many things come out. So like, you know, let's see where she's billed on a poster before we make any judgment. I don't know. But, um, no. I've heard some things and it seems like Mara was a part of the story and everyone actually loved, you know, from what I've heard from these test screenings, people have loved this movie. Right. So, I don't know. Again, like I just, I just, I want the movie to be good. Like to me, you, as much as I like Amber Heard as Mira, recasting her is not an issue for me. Sorry, it was going to happen at some point anyway. Yeah, like I don't. She is a big part of the film, um, a big big part of Aquaman's story, as we know. But I 
you know, it, recasting her would not be a big deal as to say recasting Momoa now. Uh, that to be me, no, me would be a bigger deal. Obviously, recasting recasting Ezra is more uh, comparable to, than recasting yes. uh, Moa. Yeah, you know. Ezra and Amber are kind of in the same boat here. If yeah, you ask me. Jason Momoa is a huge star now, and uh, so that would be tough. And he really made the character his own in the first film. So, well, yeah. it's Momoa being Aquaman. It's not necessarily right. Aquaman, right? Like, right. He's the he's he's uh, he's uh, he's the Rock with long hair. <laughs> Essentially, that's what Momoa is. He's that's a very good comparison. You're right. You know, that works. He he may be him in every movie, but you know, he's having fun and he gives it his all, and you appreciate that. And you know, I appreciate. I mean, Aquaman. Like, I have a I have a Mera statue. Like, it's like you saw it. I just sent you pictures of it. Like, <laughs> I have a whole Aquaman shrine on top of my bookcase. Like, so. It's a bummer, but like their personal lives, I don't care about actors, actresses' personal lives. Right, uh, what I, matters to me is what they do with their <laughs> with their professional lives. Right. And uh, as long as the movie doesn't suffer from this, if they cut her, they cut her. If they don't, they don't. Like, I just hope James Wan was able to make a good movie. Yeah, and like you said, from what we've heard so far from test screenings, it's been pretty praised uh, as a film. So. We'll see how it goes, but it's good. I'm glad that she hasn't been cut because to me, with that trial, both of them were wrong in some. Nobody won in that trial, right. in my opinion. Exactly. I'm like, so, all your dirty laundry's out there. You both lost. You- right. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, they didn't just completely yank her from it. Uh, but maybe they did. <laughs> I, I mean, she may not be in the third one, but that's you true. know, if, if that's, that's the true. case, again, like I'm <laughs> – I'm I'm totally fine with recasting. It's just they already filmed these movies. Can we just have these movies come out and then you guys can figure out how to move forward? Yes. Right? Like it's just it's, it's I don't know. Like if if the, if the movie has come out a year ago and these allegations came out like when anybody you know like it's it's a weird thing to be in cuz like if the allegations come out after the movie, you're not going to be like, "Well, let's pull the movie out of the theater." Right? Right. But because the actions come out before the movie, you're like, what do we do? It's like just the movie's done filming. It's in post. It's being like, it's the, the movie is what it is at this point. I wish they would. I wish that that was the case. Like, we're just going to release it. I know there's a controversial figure in this movie, but this was you got to understand that the movie was made beforehand. Like that's and it's crazy when you think about this is another like DC property having to go through something like this where you have the Miller story. And now <laughs> this story, it's just. Kind of crazy. Robert Downey Jr. got all his issues out before he was Iron Man. Yeah, that was <laughs> Iron Man was his redemption, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, you know, y'all praise it, but like he went in. There, if we had a podcast around the time of Robert Downey Jr.'s downfall, we'd probably oh, yeah. be saying it's, uh, similar things about him that we are about Ezra. Yeah, or if he didn't, if he didn't clean up his act when he started Iron Man, and they, they yeah. were, yes, it would have been. Very you know, we don't know how Ezra's gonna his 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 story ends. No, we don't. He could totally find redemption. We, you're right. He could. As can Amber. Yes, they both can. I just don't think it's going to be as Barry and, a- and Mera. <laughs> and we both, and every, I mean, people love comeback stories always. Yeah, we heard it so, in the Batman. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's a sad, it's another sad story. And I feel like we're talking about all these sad things in DC. So let's switch over now to some happier stuff. Uh, I'm going to go over to the other house, Marvel. Uh, Pete, have you watched Miss Marvel? Did you watch episode one of Miss Marvel? Dude, I'm, I'm behind on Superman and Lois and the Flash. I can't even start a new show right now. <laughs> all right. So, um, Arby and Fala are, or Adil and Bilal, however you want to, um, 
reference them because that's pretty much how they're the bad boys um, director. Yeah, the bad boys directors <laughs> who are who are doing Ms. Marvel and also doing Batgirl. So we're going to be hearing a lot from them moving forward. Uh, they had sat down with the with THR and did a little bit interview with them talking about Ms. Marvel pretty much and how it came to be and um, the the styles they used and things like that. Uh, one of the things that they use in it, which is the, what they use in, in Into the Spider-Verse and Scott Pilgrim, um, was this thing called animated flourishes. So if you're watching – if you watch Ms. Marvel, you see her walking on the street. Then you look up on the, the – the, where she's walking by and you see like graffiti-style animation mm. stuff where they're putting words in there. It's really cool. It's a very cool uh, process. And they were kind of weary about it. And they when they approached Kevin Feige, um, they were surprised when he said, yeah, go for it. He's like, don't go overboard with it. Uh, don't do it every five seconds. But as long as it fits with the story, go ahead. And that's one of the things that I caught that caught me when I read this article is because it was one of the things I noticed right away when I watched episode one. I haven't watched episode two yet, but episode one was very good. Um so that was pretty cool. They also get into a little bit on the the supposed rivalry between Marvel and and uh, and DC Studios because they said that they wrote to Marvel when they got Batgirl that they were going to do it, and their whole upper um, the whole front like office, Feige, Victoria Alonso, Lou Diaz-Pasito, all of them were like congratulations. Uh, so that was cool to read as well because I think we you fans, can't tell a freelancer where to work, right? <laughs> but it's cool too. Like we all have this thing in our head that they're competing, yeah. and, and it's and it's kind of vicious but it, it, I guess they're competing but it's not vicious uh, so no that stuff's on Twitter yeah right so they also go into there's a question they ask about can Batman turn his head in Batgirl because that was a big deal <laughs> obviously uh, with, with Batman uh, 89 and then returns so they, can he turn his head and it's funny that they that's one of the things in the Dark Knight right that Mm-hmm. That, you want to be able to turn your head. Yeah, so that was a, they kind of made a story out of that. So they said, can you do it in this? And they're like, well, they can only say it's OG Batman and you can draw your own conclusions. So I'm going to think that that means no. What do you think? I, if he does, I, I bet you someone's going to cry about it on the internet and I'll be there <laughs> for that. I could care less if he does or he doesn't. As long as he looks like he's supposed to. Yes. So it was cool. Like this, this interview is very cool, especially if you're looking forward to, if you're watching Ms. Marvel and you're looking forward to Batgirl. Uh, but these two guys seem like they, they're really, really just happy to be there. Did you get that kind of feeling? Yeah. Like they just, they love making these type of movies, you know, these just action packed hero adventures. And, you know, really like the passion and charisma kind of, reads through the page and you're like whoa you know uh, it's nice it's refreshing kind of like, I really want to see these two guys succeed I really like their like I said their passion and what they're bringing to the table and what they've done like you know I mean everyone's really enjoying Ms. Marvel um, everyone loves Bad Boys 3 so like the fact that these guys can kind of come in to like pre-existing worlds like the MCU and the Bad Boys universe and like the Michael Keaton universe and the DC you know like yeah they can just like jump right in and just blend in, 
You know, they just yeah, we got this. We we know how to play in this this play this sandbox. So I'm excited. They seem to know exactly what they're doing, and uh, I hope these guys are you know basically the new James Gunn. And I hope they go from one to the other and back and forth, and we're the ones who are just going to end up reaping the benefits. Yes, there's one in in ep- in the first episode. You haven't watched it, but you read the art. You obviously read the article, so mm-hmm. they have this Avenger Con, which is a Comic Con, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And just hearing them talk about how they were like just being fans at that point and walking through it and acting like they were actually at a con and seeing cosplay That's artists. That's great. great. Yeah, that was cool. Just it, to read stuff like that, uh, it makes you feel good about who they, um, who these studios have doing these kinds of projects. Uh, but if you guys aren't watching Ms. Marvel yet, you should definitely check it out. Um, it is definitely, I will say this, it's definitely made for people younger than me. Um, you think and- you'll stick with it more than Naomi? But you, you you ducked out of Naomi pretty quick. I liked Naomi. It wasn't because I didn't like it. It's just I just stopped watching it. it, it that was not because you're drawn to it. It's a young it's a younger person show. But yeah, it is. It definitely is for younger a younger generation, which I'm happy about because it is a comic book thing, and you should. It's, yeah. They are geared more towards kids, so I definitely um, I'm happy for that. So you, it's comparable to that then. Yes, you it is. It is comparable. Better. Yes, it okay. is a comparable thing. Uh, to Naomi but definitely check it out guys and again let us know what you think about it Uh, so sticking in the MCU we know that we are getting an Ironheart Disney Plus series which is uh, sorry (laughs) so we have apologize so we have a new uh, casting to announce Manny Montana who was on the show Good Girls has been added to the cast Uh, he will be opposite Riri Williams um, Dominique Thorne, who's playing Ruby Williams, uh, who, as we know, is an inventor, and she created an Iron Man suit, and we know that we had that specific Iron role is vacant right now, <laughs> so we are getting one. Um, so he will be joining um, Dominique Thorne and Anthony Ramos, who's also on it. So this cast is is pretty cool. It's getting um, filled out, and uh, you know, yeah, we'll see. Um, here's my thing. I'm not – everyone knows I'm not a big Iron Man guy. So Iron Man sidekick's not really <laughs> something I'm going to probably – it's at the bottom of my TV viewing list. You know, just be totally transparent. Uh, I don't know nothing about Ironheart, but, uh, I, you know, for those fans, I'm happy you guys are getting something because I think you guys – you, you, it, whether you liked it or not, it's kind of a bummer that there are no more Iron Man movies. I, I feel that way. If that was Batman, if Batman and, you know, again, that's my whole gripe with the cinematic universe interconnected, uh, you know, everything's got to be connected bullshit. Um, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, you're probably not going to see Steve Rogers, Captain America, at least ever again um, until the reboot, whenever, if that ever happens. So I'm happy the Iron Man uh, tradition mantle will be carried on for those who are fans of that, that, uh, that character and his cast of characters. And, you know, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't know much about her either. So, yeah. you know, I, but I'll, I'll check it out. I'll give it a shot. I, I, you know what? I bet she's going to have some great looking special effects. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'll check out a cool, like, uh, suit transformation scene any day. Like, you know, if they've got a good one, I'm down for it. Like, I, I always like the one where Iron Man flies in and as he's walking off, like, the ledge, mm-hmm. the suit comes apart. Like, I, I can't deny that's not badass. I, I just don't like Iron Man. <laughs> you know? 
That's like that's fair. That's fair. I get if I want a narcissist, I'll just talk to Rick Shue. <laughs> like, wow. I'm just saying, I'll just do that. I don't need to read Iron Man. I've got Rick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show though, so it's fine. No, he doesn't. That's why right. just it doesn't matter. If Rick ever listened to the show, we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Moving on. <laughs> so we reported a couple months ago. We actually, when it just when it happened that Justin Lin was leaving Fast Ten, mm-hmm. uh, then it came out as the reasons why, which I kind of assumed we all kind of did because we've heard about Vin Diesel in the past and how tough he can be to deal with. Yeah, it's the Rock. <laughs> yes, and that was kind of confirmed that that's why Justin Lin left. So it's fine, but he did it. He hasn't, you know, it wasn't long until he picked up another project. Uh, he's going to be directing One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. For Sony, uh, it's a Japanese comic, I believe. I think it started off as a web comic. Web I don't com- know too yeah. much about him. I actually only know about him because it's very popular on Instagram to find videos of him fighting Superman. Oh, cool! And uh, apparently, he kills Superman at one point. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like this bald man in the yellow suit. Who is this? <laughs> so uh, um, the, the the concept is kind of simple. It says he has power to defeat any foe with a single punch, but he grows bored and seeks out a bigger challenge. <laughs> that just seems yeah. funny to me. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I wonder who they're going to cast. <laughs> so yeah, to... that's a good point. <laughs> we need a we, we need just a bald guy. <laughs> and is is the character Japanese himself? I have no idea. I never really watched it because on Instagram it was just kind of like music. It wasn't like dialogue. All right. Okay. Um. But yeah, like that's the only reason I know about it. And. Uh, well, the guy, Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinker, who wrote Jumanji, The Next Level, and who wrote Venom, will be penning the script for this. So That's like 50-50. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I should have said that. People might not want to watch give it a shot now. And I like Venom. I know. The Jumanji movies are fantastic. Both yes, of them. Both yes, are actually they were good. Were good. But he's throwing Venom in there. You're like, okay, so this could be great. <laughs> or this could be like... One of those movies that's a cult classic, I guess, which I guess works out for the studio either way. All right. So this story, I don't think you had in the rundown, but I saw it and I have to talk about it because I- Holzman special. I just, I just think it's 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 a crazy pairing. Did you say you had to sneak it in? Yeah, I want to- Really? <laughs> sneak it in. So a report came out that Guy Ritchie- and if you know Guy Ritchie's movies and films and what he's done, this is going to sound weird. He's going to be directing the Hercules live action remake. Now, did he just do a King Arthur live action film? Oh, that was years bombed? ago. But yeah, he did. He did. It's the one with um, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, he did that one. That was years ago? Yeah, that was years ago. How many years ago was that? Three? No, longer than that. Was it that long ago? I think wow. it was in 2016, 2017. Was it? Dude, I, I thought it came out like two years ago. I, th- I could be wrong, but I'm thinking that that's what it was. And I saw this. This actually came up yesterday. I saw it on um, Twitter, and I'm like, I have to talk about this. So, have you you have you seen the animated Hercules movie? Yeah. Okay. So, and you you kind of know what how Guy Ritchie do, like films he's done in his yeah. like snatch. I like Aladdin. I like Aladdin. <laughs> um. No, not Disney live action movies. Guy Ritchie's movies that he's yeah, done. yeah, no, Lock, Stock, Smoking Barrels, all that. Right. Stuff. So, knowing what you know of Hercules and him, don't you think that's kind of a weird pairing? I think it's a weird pairing. 
Yeah, I think it's weird, but that's why I'm going to go see it. I know. Yeah, exactly. That's what Guy, it's Guy Ritchie. He gets no one really talks about him, but I feel like his movies are must see because he's just very creative. And, I have you know, wanted him you know? to do. Uh, at first, I wanted to do a Batman movie for a while. I said I thought he'd be great. Um, now I've I've even mentioned let's have him do a Superman film because I think he could do a good Superman movie. But um, this is just such a weird pairing to me. I, I can't put this together in my head. So uh, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I have to talk about it on the show. <laughs> I, I'm excited because it's so uh, well because it's like well Hercules. It's like oh cool. Like I think we're due for a hero not based in the comic book world you know like I, right. i'm kind of waiting for you know like the 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 rigs and mert talks and you know like the 48 hour like kind of like mm-hmm. you know, the normal people <laughs> to take right, over like the bad, action like bad boys right like, yeah 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 which is great that's why you know yeah those two guys are the men the men the dudes but um yeah to bring back hercules it's interesting. I'm like, oh man, like that, that's it. Like, yes, okay, it's been a while. Like, I feel like the last time I watched Hercules was Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> I think you're right. Honestly, so I'm, I'm point, all yeah. for like uh, this whole like, and I don't normally get into like the whole medieval times stuff, the early days. Well, this you know? is mythology, you know. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, but it's it, it, it yeah, but like it kind of like takes place in like that like horse horseback you know everyone's riding yes, horses yes. and living in we villages didn't car- they didn't have cars in mythology. yeah like I, I don't want to call it prehistoric medieval times just kind of made sense to me right like, like there's no dinosaurs i guess there's monsters hercules is fighting yes. crazy things so maybe it's somewhere in between but like i guess it's more game of thronesy but that's medieval timesy kind of right <laughs> is there like a castle i don't watch this stuff i watch no. superheroes it's greek mythology did you ever watch troy the movie no. Troy with with um, Brad Pitt and Eric Bana. Here, no, I never did actually. All right, what else can I think of that you might know? What's the with the robot owl? The old movie Clash, Clash of, the of the Titans. Yeah, yeah, that would be more. Yeah, okay. that would be more okay. apropos. Yes, that would work. All right, cool. That's a better. That's a better time period. That's actually pretty much the exact same. But thing. yeah, I'm down for stuff like that. That's kind of interesting. Well, David Callahan, who wrote Shang Chi. Um, we'll be penning the script for this. No way. I love, dude, we all know, first of all, Shang-Chi makes Captain Marvel look like a B movie. <laughs> Shang-Chi is like, probably like a top 10 MCU movie, in my opinion. And it's not just because Aquafine is in the movie and she kicks ass over basically everybody, <laughs> but it's because the movie's just awesome. So if this guy's writing it, then I'm all in. Yeah, I agree. I, I love Shang-Chi. I thought it was great. So uh, it was, it was, it was very refreshing because Shang-Chi came out around the same time as like Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes came out first. Mm-hmm. And, it's just it's kind of they're kind of the same. Type. I would never compare Shang Chi to Stink. No, they're not the same. I've never seen. But but they're both they were both trying to bring back these kung fu type of style films, mm-hmm. and Shang Chi did it so much better. So oh Shang Chi, I love Shang Chi. Yeah, so I, I really, watch it later in the Nork from Queens. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love Aquafina. Yeah, if you guys know, didn't know, Aquafina started as a rapper. So if you want to listen to some of her music, go check it out because. I believe she has an album called Yellow Power Ranger or something I like that. I believe you're right, yes. Yeah. Or a song. It's one of the two. Something like that. Right. She's, dude, she's crazy. I love she her. Is. Shout out. She's a local girl. She around is. The, around the way. Yeah. She's she's cool. And she's done, and it's weird, like she's done other films where she's not playing the comedic um, uh, the comedic role, and she's been good in that too. So she's a very talented girl, and, you know. Uh, it's she's good. in things where you're like, oh, dude, she was in that. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. I was like, Aquafina. I love Aquafina. I just love Aquafina. Yeah, so she's one of my favorites. 
But Guy Ritchie again. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I went on an Aquafina love fest. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She's the best. So, All right. So we got a bit of casting news again for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I thought was kind of weird because I thought the movie was done. It is done. It says it in the article. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, what are we getting casting news for? But uh, okay. So Nico Santos from Crazy Rich Asians, which Aquafina was also in. Yeah. So there you go. Seven degrees um, of separation. Exactly. And Superstore. He was on the NBC show Superstore. Which, which I thought he was hysterical, and that's how I know it. Yes. He will be in... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Of course, as always, when we tell you this, we have no idea who he's playing. But I thought, again, I thought... I think he's just doing a voice, some voice work. Okay. If I had to guess, because it seems like it's late in the game for him to shoot a scene. It's a good point. It feels like they shot it, and he's just got to do some dialogue. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he's the Silver Surfer. So... But yeah, it's it's again. I was a little surprised. I'm like, why are we getting more casting news for this? I thought it was very interesting. I was like, wow, this is really late in the game. Yeah, what's the plan, Marvel? <laughs> so, uh oh, uh oh, spaghettios incoming. <laughs> what is that? Are you going in a bomb shelter? No, Manscaped product alert. Oh, you asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just brought back the ultra smooth package. It's time to stop, drop and order this premium shaving kit. Everyone knows by now that the lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer save to go bare down there, then the ultra smooth package is the perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code Gotham. Now, the Ultra Smooth Package is a specialized groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. It's it's the Crop Shaver Razor, so this is not... Uh, obviously, the the electric one that we talk about so much is an actual razor that gets you get a li- get lets you get in a little bit closer because uh, some guys like that smooth feeling. So, if that's you, go ahead and get the ultra smooth package. Re- this is the real sounds amazing. Yeah, it does actually sound pretty cool. You also get a more crop exfoliator, which oh, yes. we talked about before. They actually have a crop gel as well, so Wait, it's a shaving gel. Just these for are the new groin. products. Oh no, no, I have that. I have that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's all these cool little things they have. This was a previous product that they had, and they're putting it out for us uh, again. So there you go. It's a little bit updated as well. But, um, yeah. So I've never – I have to say, um, I've actually done this with a razor before. I've kind of – Shaved your balls. Shaved down there with an actual razor, and you have to kind of be careful. (laughs) Aren't you careful when you shave your face too? Yes. Shouldn't you just be careful when using a razor? Of course you should. You're 100 percent correct. But this okay, is this Eric. looks like one of the ones that are have like the, the half moon style where you can kind of it's a smoother type of okay. glide. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. I've but I mean yeah they, I've nicked my. So area how are your down balls there. right now? They're good. They're they're you shaved them. They're doing their job. Uh, but you shaved your balls. Why do we have to say if I did that or not? Well, you're t- you're the one who's talking about it. I'm asking you: do, Are they are they smooth now? Did they you might- use the products? Have you been using? Like, come on, how do your balls feel? They feel fantastic. That's always. what they want to hear. They always, uh, yeah, they feel great. Like, I, honestly, good. Good. it's a good. It's a, you got a good shave. Of course. All right. I'm and it was careful, and I didn't, you know, no nicks, no nicks, anything. You're not all nicked up. 
I'm not. Not with this, anyway. <laughs> because the crop shaver is just not your average razor. It's smaller, thicker, with a micro comb bar that allows you to for the best shave possible from any angle. Really? Yes. So we know beach balls this time of season are smooth, are meant to be smooth, and so should yours be this time of year. So you got a set of beach balls. <laughs> Big old balls, Eric. Oh, okay. Well. How big are your balls? I've never had any complaints. Anyway, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the relaunched Ultra Smooth Package from the fellas at Manscaped. Of course, as always, your balls will thank you. If you want to have balls like Eric Holzman, you got to make this purchase. If you want to have balls of a champion, you've got to make this purchase. Your wife will thank you. Your future kids will thank you because they will be coming out of the balls of a champion. You understand me? Your entire legacy falls on you making this purchase. It's true. Because without smooth balls, you will never be a champion. You won't. And that's how Eric got to the top. You gotta get the hair. You gotta get all the hair out of the way to be a champion. That's right. That's just how it works. You have a nice, smooth infield. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you guys can do yourself a favor, make that purchase. You guys are going to have Holzman like balls. And that's what we all want. <laughs> okay. So since we're talking about my balls, I guess we could do the Eric stuff portion of the show now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go from Eric's balls to Eric's shit. <laughs> all right. So everybody knows if, you, if you've been listening to the show, if you've been watching my weekly show with Nico Crusoe on SOG Tonight, Obi-Wan Kenobi has been out now. Next week, next coming Wednesday, actually will be the sixth and final episode. Uh, if you've watched, you know I've thought it's kind of a mis- mix, been a mixed bag for me. But really bad Star Wars show. That stinks. It's not bad. It's just it's not as good as Batwoman. Not as good as I wanted it to be. Let me put it. That way. I guess it's kind of my own fault. And we and we also know that I have never been a big fan of Hayden Christensen. Uh, but he recently sat down with uh, THR, did a little interview, and they brought up some things. Um, they brought up, you know, how it was how it was fun for him to go back and play this part that he hadn't played played in seventeen years, playing alongside um, Ewan McGregor, who obviously is Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, they asked him about the makeup process because if you watch the show, you know that he's in a back to tank at one point and it's just white, and he said that it was four or five hours in the chair. There's a bunch of information in here. Uh, again, not my favorite character, not my favorite actor. So I'm reading it kind of like with a side eye, like, okay, <laughs> what are you doing? But uh, it's it is a good article, and I do kind of I'm kind of happy for him because episode five is actually the first episode we see him where he's not in the suit. He's actually playing Anakin again in the flashback sequence, and uh, he did okay. Like it was. You know, it was all right, but it was just kind of weird because in this article, he's he, this interview, he talks about how uh, he changed things in his delivery and how he played them. And I'm like, well, you're in, when you're in the suit, you can't really tell. And I didn't notice much of a difference uh, in when he was playing. Anakin that was a this. big thing for you. It could have been anyone in that suit, right? Well, yeah, that picture that they posted, it could have been anybody like you can't tell who's underneath it. Mm-hmm. So, it could have been a mannequin. It could have been. You never know. You never know. 
So, guys, you'll be good. You'll be happy to know as well that the scene in Attack of the Clones, where he's talking to, where Anakin's talking to Watto when he goes back to Tatooine, Watto. Um, George Lucas, he had him improvise that because he didn't tell him what that language was. So he, George Lucas, just said, "Make it any other language but English." And so, so what do you do? Just start saying noises? Yeah, he he created this own little language that he spoke at that point. And the night before, he said he he put it together in his head, and, and when they shot the scene, that's what he used. And then when Watto talks, he George Lucas used his language. So that's pretty cool that he gave him that freedom. Uh, so thinking back, thinking to, of that now and, and his performance for me, I'm like, all right, at least I know that now and I give a little bit of credit. So there you go. <laughs> Look at that. Rick's shoes getting to you. There you go. But guys, if you have been watching Obi-Wan, obviously you can watch me and Nico Caruso on Wednesday. This coming Wednesday with the sixth and final episode, we'll do a complete recap of the show. And uh, if you know you read this article, you want to get at me for my hating Christensen hate you are more than welcome i would just get at eric for anything <laughs> if i were you he, they also he also talks about the famous sand line uh in attack of the clothes i don't know uh, why is that such a big deal because it's stupid it's not his fault it's not his line he didn't write it it's just a stupid line it's coarse and it gets everywhere <laughs> but he's right it's just stupid. Like, I don't know. You try to talk to this girl you like and you talk about sand. I, I don't know. If she likes you, you can talk about anything. That's true. Sticking in the Star Wars universe, we also know Taika Waititi has, be, is, has been given the reins to do a, a Star Wars film. And he spoke about it recently about how basically this is going to be nothing like we've seen before. It's going to be expanding the universe. It's going to have new characters. Uh, and you'll be happy to know, Star Wars fans, that Kathleen Kennedy says they have a roadmap for this. I know that was a big problem. So Star Wars has a plan. Yes. Hmm? <laughs> yes. All right, Marvel and DC. There was a big issue with the sequel trilogy. Everyone saying they didn't have a plan because they had the different directors and uh, the storylines are are go kind of left after Force Awakens. People make make the case. Does anyone on Twitter ever demand what the Star Wars plan is? No. Has no Except one ever after, asked for it? After we found out that they didn't have a plan for the sequel trilogy, yes, people started started complaining about it. But Star Wars so fans when they had no movies planned, people got worried. Yes. So, okay. So when movies aren't being made, people get worried. When movies aren't being made, no one should worry. Dude, it is. I, I tell Just you this try, all the time. I'm trying to understand this part. I know you say you hate Star Wars and Star Wars sucks. You say it famously. Yeah. But you should be happy you feel that way because it is the most ridiculous, crazy fan base. I'm just saying, I know DC fans get upset when movies are in production and being made. There's no plan. But when Star Wars has no movies being made, I'm just trying to figure it all out in my head. Sorry. <laughs> Just no movies made, no plan. Okay. Movies yeah, made, they don't. Basically, the plan now is that they don't want to keep going back to the George Lucas stories, the Skywalker saga. Why? They kind of want Why? to move that's away. That's how you got here. Because they want to expand the universe. That's what they Isn't want that, to do. Looking from the outside, there's been a hell of a lot of expanding. I'm just saying. Well, The Mandalorian was the first thing, even though it takes place in the timeline. Well, even so, I mean, I don't know. Those you you got three other movies. You got you got movies that aren't part of the 
the, the direct you know trilogy you've gotten these tv shows like yeah. I, I like i don't know you as someone who's not a star wars fan that looks like expansion to me and you got you know you go boba t right <laughs> like i mean you guys got everything like, I, I you guys complain so much i don't i hate you guys you guys complain star i hate star i hate star wars fans i can't help it like you guys you guys literally you guys disgust me because like it's like you've got this beloved thing that's been around forever and no one can agree on anything the original I, movies are great no the special the, the special editions suck no they're great and these these woke movies are horrible and these these tv shows who wanted solo who cares about this and Boba Fett, he's now he's not even deadly it's like it's like you guys you guys all suck every one of you sucks you guys are just miserable people. I, which I makes just, sense for you because you're a Jet fan too. I just so give my <laughs> opinions. That's it. You, That's you're it. not talking about you. I'm talking about the greater oh, Star yeah. Wars community. I'm like, oh, you guys suck. Yes. You're <laughs> right. Star Trek's better. I never hear Star Trek people complain. Because not as many people care, but that's besides the point. Chris Cloud cares. That's sure. all. Although I've heard Star Trek has been people been complaining about Star Trek being woke lately, and I'm like, well, yep. where have you been since? I heard that story as well. Yeah, I was like, where where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Star yeah. Trek. It wasn't called woke when Star Trek was doing it. I don't watch the TV shows that are on now. Like I'm not that. Well, the one's supposed to be amazing. I know my man Carlos is loving it. All right. Because I, mean, but I, be really loved, I did love the Abrams films. I did. I thought they were oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I would go see more Star Trek movies. I did enjoy them. They're great. Um, so I, do, I don't hate Star Trek. I just, I'm a bigger Star Wars fan. That's all. Sure, um, whatever. So it's fine. I know. But, you're a bigger Marvel fan too. We all get it. No. That's not true. No, I'm not. You, I think their quality has been better. I, yes. I just, I, you know, I see the picture of Feige. But what? Above your Yoda. <laughs> It's like everyone, like everyone knows, like just because you've seen an Eric Holzman like live stream, he's in a very dark room, okay. Every or you can see his baby Yoda, and then there's this picture of Feige on top of the Yoda, which means probably for the next live stream we'll take it down. But oh. you can barely see it, like because it, it's the room's so dark. Eric, Eric thinks he's a bat. That's what the problem is. He thinks he's straight out of the Batcave. No, it started as the green room. That's why. And I just it, kept it. Now it, it's my, it's a <laughs> black room. <laughs> it's green. It's just, yeah, the light, it's the lighting in here. I've, I have to put, I should put a light up on the ceiling and I don't. Yeah, we'll just. You got to get you a nice, good night. Cause usually you turn on that one light and then all of a sudden you turn like flush red. Yeah, this one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Here, look. There it is. There you go. And then there. But this one doesn't look too bad right now. No, actually, you look good. You, well, maybe because you're wearing a white shirt. Yeah, that could be. You're just like chalk. Okay. I'm wearing you're my white shirt. I am. I won't even argue. You're, you're chalk. I've been called powder in my life. Oh, the character man. from that you're movie like, Powder. I've been called him. Like, like I don't mayonnaise. even mayonnaise. You're like white with a little bit of yellow. I am. The, I am. I'm one, the, I'm one of the palest people I know. Yeah. I yeah. take after my father, unfortunately. My dad had very pale. Are Germans skin. notoriously pale? Is that a German thing? Is that a cultural thing? They're Nordic, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I got the olive skin, so like twenty right. minutes in the sun, you might think I'm like, where are you from, south of the border? <laughs> Pete, Pete kind of looks like DJ Collard right now, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I could just I wish I wish I could give that Oxus and then drop a beat. He kind of has the look. His beard's a little bit his beard's a little bit crazy right now, guys. You saw him. He got his hair. Wait a Oxus. Kind of looks like Wait a Oxus. We the best music. We the best aliens. We the Oxus. 
<laughs> oh, great. I gave him something else to scream out now, guys. Galactus, you bitch! Yo, he's a crazy guy, though. Galactus? Nah, fuck him up. No, Colin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he Colin's does things. Just, no, he does, but he's 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 out there. He's he he does bring the energy. He brings the energy. We hoaxes. Oh, all right. I think we're done with this one, man. I think we're gonna wrap this one up. Ooxes! All right, you can ooxes after. Ooxes after you tell people. Where they can find you. You can find Uxus on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're currently listening to right now on Instagram and Twitter, at straight underscore O underscore G. That's straight out of Gotham. You can follow our Facebook fan page. You can join our Facebook group. All our articles get posted there as well. You can follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. It's a podcast that I co-host with Sausage and Meatball, the great dynamic duo of Wrigley Field that is Nicholas and Nico Caruso, with just a bunch of Goombas talking Spider-Man. At Team Yellow Oval, back in print, back in the screen, both screens. Keaton's back. We're having fun. That's on Twitter. Uh, BatmanOfFilm.com. I've got reviews. We've got interviews on Batman of Film proper. I got them on Batman of Film YouTube. I've got toy reviews. I got interviews. Um, I, 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 I have a special video that I'm gonna, I want to drop on SOG, actually, YouTube. Um, it's Eric's first swim lesson. Uh, I was able to <laughs> attain a copy of this, and it's oh. it's actually pretty cool. I'm in the middle of convert digitizing it uh, because it's obviously it was filmed on a VHS. Oh, hold up, hold up. You know what you should do? Put that as a special in insert for the book that you're doing. I'm going to release it on YouTube uh, okay. because this is what the people want. I'm trying you know, to make you more money. That's it. I'm, try, I'm trying. I don't to make need to, you- Eric, I've monetized the shit out of you. <laughs> I, it is like, please, I got the I got the guys for the Bagel Boss. Remember that guy? He's been coming at me because he wants to challenge you to a fight. Oh damn! Okay. Yeah, I was like, I was like, make I don't happen. know. Make you're like two okay. years ago, bro. Eric's right now. Uh, make Eric's it happen. I'm there. I'm totally there. So that also, uh, don't forget, Eric Holzman will be having his first signing <laughs> <laughs> at the Paradise Island Book Club. Uh, I think that happens like next month. I'll re-put out the flyer. Do not listen to him, guys. That's that's. I will not be there. Podcaster and pundit <laughs> Eric Holzman. Uh, I won't be there, but if you guys want to go, there, uh, go. It's <laughs> like, can you imagine if they hit us up? Like, there's a line of people outside for dude. I, I would lose it. I would lose it. I'm like, well, like I don't know. Eric, you're down there. I don't know how far it is from your house. I would totally lose it. Belmore's not far. Not oh, so far. you can make it. Okay, I'm good. actually going there later. It's funny. Go to the I'm bookstore. Go- I'm going to Belmore. You should my- go to the bookstore, print out the flyer, and give it. To- <laughs> It's my niece's birthday, and I'm, that's where it's going to be at. So I'm going there. You should bring her to the signing. But, uh, oh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> Who do you think would go? You think really like Tim Rooney and Drew? <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> I'd have two people. Two people show up. Like, I don't know. I, like, I thought thirty people would come to see me. I don't I know anyone. Thirty people. I don't know anyone uh, else from Long Island that listens to us. Well, your mother, so, Eric. What are you doing? <laughs> You said you were going to fix the lawnmower. What are you doing out here? She doesn't sound like a Jewish yenta, Pete. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there isn't, but you're, I'm just saying that's not how she sounds. Yeah, it's New York. <laughs> it's like you hear that, you instantly think, what are you doing out there? You said you were going to take me to the grocery store. It sounds... What are you fiddling out there with the mushrooms? For? Just leave them alone. 
It's a weed. Just let it grow. So crazy. We don't have dinner, Eric. Oh, Jesus. Eric, anyway. clean the barbecue grill. Can you I, put the meat I... on and it flares. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Eric, did you make this potato salad with uh, with mayonnaise and Miracle Whip? What did you do here, Eric? Oh, God. <laughs> really make, make Eric, Layla went to the bathroom on the floor. You got to clean it up. Eric, are you oh, done? <laughs> I could keep going. I know you could. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let me, guys, let me, I'm just going to go forward. Of course, follow me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. Check out, of course, my New York Knicks podcast Twitter account, all underscore Nick underscore up. We will be doing our. NBA draft post game show uh, on the NBA draft, which I believe is this Thursday. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I believe. So, yep. yeah, we will be having a post post draft show because, of course, the Knicks are picking in the lottery, like it's they do all the time. But some doesn't of the picks, seem to help very much, does it? Well, not as fast as I would like. They're always one away from getting the player they should have gotten. So, yeah, you hit. You got. You got Barrett. Barrett's a good player. Barrett is good. Yeah. Barrett's the best draft pick they've had in years. Well, Porzingis was, but I'll take Barrett over Porzingis for production. For because of injuries, yeah, I'd, I'd believe I'd agree, but not talent. Talent. Porzingis I just Barrett's talent. just the type of guy I want. He's he's yes. a bulldog. He's a tank. He just you know he's he's got the right mentality for this. He thing. has the it factor. He does. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the kind of guy you want to build a team around. So you guys want to hear more about RJ Barrett discussion? Uh, av- uh, you could actually check out our first podcast. We talk a lot about RJ Barrett on that one, uh, but definitely check out the page and interact with me there. Um, Craig, Ty, and John also read that. Um, read the Twitter account so you can. They might answer if it's not me. It might be one of them. Check that out over there. Do they do your feats of greatness? No, they don't. Good. That's my thing. That's no, your no. thing. That's, that's your right. Thing. That's right. Remember, so do, I don't let anyone is. else do it. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. That's right. That's Pete's thing. He, he damn right. <laughs> also, guys, I have content as well on BatmanOfFilm.com, so you can go check out my content there. Uh, when Titans Season 4 starts up, I will be reviewing Titans once again for the site, so I will do that. If you are interested in fantasy football, there might be a couple spots open, and so if you're in the Batman on Film Fantasy Football League or you want in, let me know, uh, and I will see what I can do. I am Eric never beat me in fantasy football. I was only for like two years and never beat me. But uh, that's not even true. Anyway, <laughs> definitely has a losing record. I don't. That might be true. Yeah, right. It is. But it's probably two. I, have, I know I have beat you. Maybe, so. maybe once disqualified. You had two quarterbacks in. <laughs> what? I don't know. You cheat. Pete's trying to wiggle his way out of this one now, but it's fine. Yeah, I, I wiggle. I'm a wiggler. All right. I'm trying to think of anything. I talked about the show. The yes, again, on. Wednesday, SOG Tonight, finale of Obi-Wan, me and Nico. We're going to put a cap on this show and then talk a little bit more about what, what we think's to come, I think, uh, in the Star Wars universe, especially on TV. I know Andor's coming, so we'll be probably doing a little preview on that because Nico asked me if we can continue doing it, and I said, sure, if you want to do it. We'll do it. So that's it. 
I think that's all we got. That's all we got. So happy, for Peter- uh, happy thirtieth to Batman Returns. Yes, that's a good way to end. So for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah! <laughs>